This is the Create Love, Create Freedom podcast. My name is Allison Fisher, and on today's episode, we are going to be talking about embracing winter, particularly through feminine rituals, uh, feminine habits, and also seasonal living. So for me, in the past, I have really struggled with winter. I've struggled with the, I would say, very short days here in the United States as winter approaches. And we also have this thing, at least in the state that I live in, um, where we have daylight savings, daylight savings time. And so twice a year, we'll either fall back or we'll what they call spring forward in the spring. And so we will either lose an hour or gain an hour, which isn't quite such a big deal. But what really kind of hits me hard in the winter is that it's suddenly darker. So before, you know, the time change, it was progressive. It was slow, kind of like obviously in nature, uh, the days get shorter. And then suddenly we're kind of hit by darkness really early, or at least it feels very early to me. So in the past, I've really struggled, struggled to feel good during winter. I've struggled to, you know, maybe work through some seasonal depression, maybe, um, or at least a more kind of depressive place. And so over the past few years, particularly as I have been, you know, really kind of diving deep into my own wounds and trauma and healing and really kind of transforming those different aspects about myself, I've also been, of course, diving really deep into my feminine, my feminine nature, my feminine essence, my feminine and masculine energies. And that has really led me to this place to understand that I need to live very seasonally as a woman. And a few years ago, that really kind of hit me in terms of, I really need to embrace winter. So how can I do that? How can I enjoy winter rather than just kind of surviving it? How do I really thrive during winter? How do I find deep joy? How do I make things really, not just pleasant, but very pleasurable as well? And so for me, I think that this really first came about by changing my mindset. The more that I kind of saw and understood that I am not a rose that needs to be blooming at all times. I actually need to take time for nourishment, replenishment, rest, self-care. Uh, I need to be able to kind of have this inner winter um, and understand that this fertile void, this time of winter is really very potent and it is the secret to blooming once again. As a woman, I'm not supposed to be in constant bloom. Uh, For me, you know, the summer um, is a very busy time, partly some partly because, you know, we have these very, very long days. 
and so I can pack a lot into the day. I still take time for rest and certainly self-care, but, you know, uh, I think autumn is very similar as well here in the United States. You know, we are um, kind of gearing up after maybe some time off during the summer. And, you know, kids are going back to school. There's kind of, um, it kind of feels like it's very rushed. And one of the things that I have learned how to do is live with the seasons, in time with the seasons. Embrace this idea of a fallow time, winter, a lot more rest, especially when, you know, the the lights go down, especially when, you know, the, the sun goes down. And to really kind of crave that, really kind of need that. So, you know, again, understanding that this is a really good time for me as a woman to go deeper within myself. Uh, For me, this is always a really good time to do a lot of inner work, to do research, to understand myself a little bit more because I'm not being pulled in quite so many directions. And yes, it's true. Obviously, we have the holiday season. Uh, for me, I celebrate Christmas. And um, you know, then, then we kind of move into the new year in January and February and whatnot until the, the seasons really start warming up. But I've really tried to not only find things to do, but also find things not to do. Um, you know, we have this thing in the United States called fear of missing out. And, you know, there's also the opposite of that. Um, the, it's, it's really this fear of kind of, you know, always being out and about, always being extroverted. Uh, and so for me, embracing the seasons is really about, Taking time for calm, for quiet, for peace, for more time at home, for more time savoring and enjoying life. Um, you know, again, slowing down, recharging, sometimes spending time with the people that, you know, I deeply love. Um, but I also think that this is a perfect time to release my priorities. And to reassess my priorities, to prepare for the next season that's going to come. And those are some of the ways that, you know, I I really truly embrace the season and whatnot. Um, One of the things that I do is, as the seasons get colder, I start really looking at my wardrobe. I am a person who, really very much wears clothing kind of as armor, maybe, as a way of showing up for the world. I will probably always be the person who's slightly overdressed for every occasion. Um, And so for me, having a really gorgeous coat that I love, having, you know, the appropriate kinds of um, footwear, you know, I love boots in the fall, in the winter. Um, I found this company in Vermont, and they make socks. And they make wool socks that are kind of like the runner-style socks. And so when I'm out working out every day and in the cold and whatnot, 
I get to wear wool socks or I get to wear them inside my boots. And they're not very, they're not very thick, which I really love. Um, and but they really keep my feet very warm. And so I think part of it for me is getting excited about wearing the heavier kinds of clothes, getting excited about the kinds of colors, right? I really, in the winter, well, all the time I love white and black or kind of a cream color. Um, I really love the caramel colors, tans, but I usually have some bright red, some, um, what would I call that? Some light pink some burgundy, and some kind of dark greens. And this kind of makes me feel like I'm very much in the season. So it's not, oh, I just have to kind of wear these clothes that I don't really love wearing. Instead, I choose some very key pieces every year, you know, kind of update my sweaters and those kinds of things to really, really kind of connect with the season. Um, you know, for me, I really enjoy wearing some leather gloves, um, that just kind of update the wardrobe. That's always been very helpful for me. Another thing that I did this year that I haven't done really in the past is, you know, during the winter, I spend quite a bit more time in the evenings inside, you know, I don't, um, you know, it's cold, you know, those kinds of things. It's dark a lot earlier. So one of the things that I do is I, you know, will kind of be in the house and I've really enjoyed updating some of my loungewear. So making it both cozy, but also fairly luxurious. And of course, what is good for me may be very different than what's good for you, but I really enjoy the you know, those kinds of cozy kinds of things. Um, you know, the robe, the slippers, the, um, you know, kind of the loungewear looks good. I wouldn't mind other people seeing me in it. Yet at the same time, it's also very comfortable. Another thing that I personally do to really thrive during the winter is to turn my home into, I like to call it like a little, um, you know, chalet, right? A little ski chalet. And I do that through kind of in a couple of different ways. Um, I always bring out the, you know, kinds of blankets and throws that are kind of cozy. So particularly when I like to read or, uh, you know, make some tea, hang out at the, ho- at the house, you know, that kind of thing. I will you know, uh, use one of the throw blankets. I'll have some different fuzzier pillows sometimes. I also have some pillows that have some really beautiful like colors to them um, and that are a little bit sparkly. It kind of reminds me of the sparkle of snow and winter and, you know, the Christmas or the holiday season. Um, I'm also the person who, you know, likes a lot of ambient lighting. So keeping the lighting down a little bit, especially towards the evening, is very nice for me. It feels very cozy. If you have a fireplace, light that. If not, do some candles. Candles, to me, are a really excellent way to bring in that coziness of the winter season. And I also change out my kind of winter bedding a little bit. I don't personally do the flannel sheets, but I do make sure that I always have a down comforter. 
and then I'll put a duvet cover over it. And then um, I just got a new quilt. And I got that quilt from a company called Quince. And I really like their stuff. Um, I really like the bamboo cotton. It's been, it's almost kind of satiny, but it's also very warm. Uh, so for me, that's something that I, I do a lot of. Um, I also found some like kind of fur rugs. They're white or cream colored, I guess. And I have two in my bedroom, one on each side of my bed, um, you know, near my bedside tables. And um, I've got one in uh, my living room uh, near my chair. Uh, this kind of overstuffed, well, I guess not overstuffed, but this, um, you know, kind of nice velvet chair that is very cozy, that has the cozy blanket on it. And it kind of gives my home this, you know, the kind of the ski lodge feel almost. Um, another thing that I personally do, I created a room in one of my extra bedrooms uh, where I use like bookshelves and different kinds of things that have books on them. But I also have a lot of houseplants and I put some lights in there that are brighter and that are also kind of the red light um, for some kind of almost therapeutic kind of lighting. I also put a new chair in there, which is very comfortable in a chaise lounge. And it it just feels very cozy. And yet I also kind of feel like I'm um, really kind of enjoying nature and the houseplants and all of that um, when I am in this room, when I read. And yet I can also turn on some of the infrared lights. And that way I'm not aging my skin by, you know, laying into tanning bed or something like that. But it really it really allows me to enjoy the the smell of you know the, the um soil in the plants and to also be in this room that's very green and uh very pretty as well as having a little bit of those brighter lights where the rest of my home particularly my bedroom my living room those kinds of things and um dining room whatever they have more of the ambient lighting so I recommend playing with the lighting. So one of the big things for me in the winter is making sure that I get enough natural light. Another way that I do that as well is I wake up early. Um, I make sure that I'm up early so that I can have my very quiet morning routine. Uh, you know, journaling, meditating, praying, uh, you know, stretching, doing some yoga, um, I have to make a full meal every day uh, for like a like a very full breakfast um, because of my PCOS. And so, you know, I make sure that I get 50 to 60 grams of protein and, um, you know, some really good tea and also some, um, you know, vegetables, that kind of thing to really get the day started right. But then I'm ready. I'm ready when the daylight comes up. And I realize that not everyone can do this because of your work schedule or different things like that. But I highly recommend also spending some time in nature and in natural light. Uh, yes, the infrared lights and whatnot, the red lights in my um, extra room and whatnot are very helpful and useful. But getting out into 
day, I think is is very important. And also spending that time in nature. I have really found that the more that I take, I, I do little things in my day to make winter not only bearable, but deeply pleasurable. And one of those things as well is going on long walks, brisk walks, even when it's cold. If I, you know, wear the appropriate clothes, um, then it feels very good. Yes, my face might get cold and whatnot, but I try to go out and really enjoy and observe and appreciate the muted colors of winter. Here in the Pacific Northwest, we still have a lot of um, pine trees or fir trees. So everything's very green. The other morning, it was very foggy. And there was just this beautiful like smell, light. I have several neighbors who uh, do wood, uh, like wood fires, and the wood smoke coming out of their chimney. It just, I just try to really enjoy that. Really enjoy the, you know, again, the, the scent of the earth. And that kind of change, the way that you can smell winter. Um, you know, I can always uh, smell the changing of the seasons. And actually, interestingly enough, in every country I've lived in, I've noticed that it smells differently every place I've been when it rains. And I just really try to take a moment to recall what is that? What is that smell? Uh, we have a very close, there's a very close link between our memories and our olfactory senses. So our sense of smell. And to me, the wood smoke, the, the way that the earth smells after it's been cold or rainy, or so we get a lot of rain here in the Pacific Northwest in the winter, but also even on those frosty mornings, look at how it glitters. Look at how beautiful it is. To me, that's really savoring and embracing the season. That's also part of that slowing down and resting. Um, I think another thing as well is finding things or kind of maybe uh, winter hobbies you may want to try. I think that it's this beautiful time of year, just kind of like I switched over kind of what I ate during the fall. I think it's really beautiful to embrace, you know, the kinds of hearty or cozy uh, foods, meals, soups we can make with very winter kinds of vegetables and fruits um, that we can really kind of tap into. Again, appreciating and enjoying the season rather than really hating it. Enjoying that kind of dark, that darkness that comes so early while creating a very lovely environment for our families. Um, the smell of good food on the stove. When I also think of some different kinds of hobbies and whatnot, one of the things that I do to also embrace being outdoors um, is doing some bird watching. I don't do this all the time, but for me, this is a really lovely time to be outdoors, 
Um, we have a couple of different nature preserves. I've got to drive usually a little bit to get there, but going bird watching. I believe that there was a blue heron. Yes, that's what it was. I was going to call it a crane, but no, that's incorrect. It was a blue heron. And, you know, there, there are a couple of them on this um, preserve that I go to. That's uh, right kind of near, I guess it's still part of the sound. And so it's very marshy kind of wetlands. And you can go on this kind of uh, very, very long boardwalk to get out there uh, to some of the marshy areas. And then you can kind of stay a little closer. But again, kind of embracing nature, embracing the cold. I think that that's a really um, kind of important thing to to do. Uh, one of the other things is, you know, for me is enjoying some photography. Um, colors look so different this time of the year. I also uh, will do a little bit of baking with my knees. Um, I'll usually try to choose some uh, some things that are flourless because I can't do flour and something that doesn't have a whole ton of sugar in it. Um, but baking can be very fun and it can be very nice to give those things away as well, to create something really delicious and, and enjoy that. Uh, something as well for me has also been learning a new language or brushing up on a language. So for me, every day I go on my Babbel app and I do, um, uh, you know, I do my French lesson and that's very fun for me. Um, I think drawing and painting is really very beautiful as well. You know, choosing to do maybe a little bit of an indoor activity. I think it's vital and essential that we get outside, but when we want to come inside and be a little bit warm for a little while. So I think that bringing those hobbies, that creativity to the forefront is really important. And I think that, you know, especially when they feel very feminine, to me, it feels like I'm very much embracing winter. So um, I also like to do some indoor gardening. Like I said, I have this room with lots of houseplants. Actually, that's not true. There are houseplants all over my house. But one of the other things that I love is bringing some of my herbs inside. And so I've got um, a couple of different pots of you know herbs and whatnot that I tend to as well. Um, and another big one for me has been not so much flower arranging. I, I very much love creating a beautiful flower arrangement for um, you know several of the tables in my home. I've got one on my desk right now. I've got a couple in my bedroom. I've even got one in the bathroom. But for me, it's been choosing greenery. Um, so I've got some cedar. I've got some uh, different pine and fir, uh, you know, branches. I've also got some eucalyptus in there. Um, I've got some other dried items and, and holly. Um, but, you know, some things that I've dried over the summer uh, that I can stick in there to just bring some nature inside. And I even put one on each of the bedside tables near those fur rugs. And um, it just gives it a very alpine feeling, very woodsy a uh, little bit of a vibe. It just, it feels very cozy, very winterish. And to me, that's, that's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun to, to really kind of dive into that, that space where I'm still creating something very beautiful for my, for my home. And I am 
you know, um, I, I still also get that that deep, you know, kind of pine smell that comes in, or that deep fur smell that comes into my home. Another thing um, that I enjoy in terms of like a feminine hobby, um, to me, riding horses is a lot of fun. And not only that, but certainly in the summer, it's great. There's something about a winter ride, um, about, you know, kind of being bundled up, having your gloves on, the horses, uh, you know, even though um, they have blankets on and stuff, they have a much thicker kind of um, uh, coat and whatnot. And it just, it feels very good. You know, again, to kind of be outside riding, uh, doing something uh, in those kinds of winter months. Uh, you know, sometimes, you know, if it's getting late or it gets dark early, turning on the lights of the arena or the barn. But there's also something that closeness to these big animals, to the smell of the hay and even the manure. Um, but, you know, the kind of outdoorsy smell uh, to me really makes it so that, again, winter is very tolerable. One of the other things that I do is I really bring out my inner child. And I do some things that are very playful. And they, again, have a little bit more of a winter focus rather than kind of that summer focus. So for me, I, of course, really enjoy I can walk in nature and in the snow. Um, I also really enjoy snowshoeing. Um, it's fun to take my knees sledding and whatnot, but I really love the snowshoeing because it doesn't have the same cost attached to it as snowboarding or uh, skiing, in my opinion. And so, you know, if some of my friends and I want to go up, you know, we will buy a pair of snowshoes. You know, I have my own pair and whatnot. And it's the cost of some fuel to drive up to the mountain, probably the cost of some lunch and, um, you know, stopping into a, a lovely little cafe or a coffee shop. And then it's finding kind of those off the beaten path trails. I've got a couple that are my favorites near the Gifford Pinchot National Park. And, you know, kind of up near White Pass. And, um, you know, we get to see both Mount St. Helens, uh, Mount Rainier. Um, sometimes, depending on where you're at, you can probably see, oh, I don't know if you could see Mount Hood. There's another mountain. I don't know. I can't remember if it's Baker or whatever. But you, you know, you get to kind of experience that very fresh air, mountain air. And then you just go on this nice walk. And by the time you come back, you're tired. Um, you, but you, you've really spent time in the snow. You've really spent time playing and enjoying, right? Um, doing the little snowball fights or those kinds of things, I think are really great. So finding those times of that inner child, you know, um, again, baking, um, doing some gingerbread houses or cookies or whatever it is, I think is really very fun to, it's very fun to bring out that kind of inner play and inner child um, that can, in my opinion, really can, can make winter a lot easier to move through. It doesn't feel quite so hard um, as, you know, I would say 
you know, because when you bring that play, you connect with that inner child again. And there's a lightness to what you do. There's a lightness to your your behavior, to your, I guess, uh, connection with yourself. So I try to approach winter to some degree like a child, especially on the days when I don't have to work. Um, I find it really interesting that children don't seem to be as seasonally affected as adults do. It's, you know, and now granted, you know, they don't have to drive in the, um, you know, harsher conditions or, uh, you know, whatnot, or or have to deal with the ice or have to make sure that the house is still, you know, the household is running or the heat is still working or all those kinds of things. But, you know, um, most children also really love the snow. And I think that there are really some very beautiful outdoor activities. You know, it's a time to step away from the TV or the devices, the phone, right? Pull a sled with your kid on it. Um, You know, go downhill a little bit. Uh, You know, it's fun. You have a good time. Pull out those board games, right? Approach things with a little bit more childlike wonder. And I think that that, um, that just brings a lot more joy to our lives. Or, you know, if you don't want to think about it as, you know, the childlike wonder, think about it as the wonder that like animals have, like horses love to run in the snow. They have such a good time. Same thing with the dogs, you know? Uh, so really enjoying that space helps me move through winter in, it's kind of a much better way. Another thing that I also do is I start to kind of plan a winter reading list. And part of that is also going to bed earlier. I really love being in bed and kind of laying in bed reading, having some hot tea next to me and just really um, enjoying some good reading. Enjoy cozying up a little bit, lighting some candles in my room, um, allowing myself to kind of become tired. Usually I will take a hot bath first and do a lot of the aromatherapy and the Epsom salts and whatnot. And then I will, you know, go to bed and read because I've got this, uh, you know, really lovely book. It could be certainly something on self-improvement or psychology or, um, you know, something uh, historical. Um, I also really enjoy memoirs, um, but it's also really fun to, at least for me, to have um, a really good romance book every once in a while. And I actually just finished a really good one. I think probably one of my favorite tropes, other than Grumpy Sunshine, is probably Enemies to Lovers. There is something about enemies to lovers that I absolutely adore. I also like a man that you can really, really kind of spar with in a way, you know, intellectually, um, you know, verbally kind of spar with them. Uh, It's just, you know, the banter, the arguing, the uh, attraction, the dirty talk, you know, like um, I, I saw this one book that said, you know, I've never loved hating someone so much. And I was like, oh, I love that. So anyway, uh, take a really good reading list. I think that 
it sparks your brain, it sparks your curiosity, your creativity um, in more ways than one. Maybe even start a um, a little book club during the winter. That can be a lot of fun. Um, I've been doing that with our uh, within our members club. You know, uh, really looking at a couple of the books, looking at a couple of the things that I, you know, I'm currently kind of reading and whatnot. And that's uh, that's been a lot of fun to kind of have those conversations. One of the books that I uh, read recently was The Secret Thoughts of Successful Women. And I actually uh, did a podcast episode on that because she talks a lot about um, imposter syndrome. Uh, which I think is, which is just a really good thing to look at. And I also read a book called uh, Healing from Hidden Abuse, a journey through the stages of recovery from psychological abuse. And, you know, sometimes those can be a lot heavier. So also choose some things in there that are a bit lighter for you too. Like I said, um, especially during the holiday season, it's very fun for me to read a couple of Christmas romances or even just some that are more set in winter. Um, I always love it when authors do, you know, a series of books and then they're set in different, um, you know, kind of seasons and whatnot. And that helps me embrace a lot of that. I also think that it's really important to plan things to look forward to. Now, whether that is planning for the future, um, that's actually one of the things that I spend uh, December and November doing is planning things for my business. Um, I'm part of the Female Entrepreneur Association's um, Members Club. And one of the things that I love is that in December, we get the workbook to really manifest what we want to do for the next year and, and then actually plan it out. And go through all these kinds of steps to really think about what went well last year, what didn't go so well, and what do I need to do? What steps do I need to take? And then creating that action plan that I go back to every quarter, well, every month, and then every quarter, checking my progress. It's very simple, very easy, but for me, it's really the little things that get the things done in life. And it's not just the doing. It's also the being, and it's also the savoring that I have found really important. So for me, planning things to look forward to can be, again, you know, um, a, a trip to go stargazing, you know, again, spend time, spending time outside, fresh air, that kind of thing. Again, a, a little bird watching trip. Um, it sometimes it's also very spontaneous. I usually try to keep a couple of things in my car um, as I move from, you know, um, I, I drive quite a bit for some of my other the other work that I do, and you know, just having a few things where if someone cancels and uh, a session is not going to take place, uh, then I I'm ready. I'm prepared. I can go and do that. It's also fun to plan a little girl's, uh, you know, evening, right? Either going out to dinner or, uh, you know, a coffee date, a dinner date with some of my girlfriends. Um, for me as well, you know, a, a weekend or a long weekend trip. I'll try something different. I'll try something new. I'm going to go up in a few weeks to, hmm, where am I going? I'm 
Well, first, I'm actually going to Knoxville to visit a friend, which will be really wonderful. We're going for her birthday and we're going to hit Asheville as well. So yay, excited to be back in the South. I love the South. And oh gosh, the manners on people in the South, so much better than people out here in the West. Not to hate on my people in the West, but um, sometimes I'm just like, where are the manners? Where are the, the handwritten thank you notes? Come on. Um, but another little trip that I'm going to do is I'm going to go to British Columbia and I want to uh, do these suspension bridges. And if you go at night, it, it, there are suspension bridges through this forest. And if you go at night, um, they light it up. And so for me, I thought about going uh, in December and then I've had, you know, quite a few things to do and I don't want to be overly burdened or be doing too much. I actually want to take some time to rest. So it ends in January, but then they start a new one and they do lights for Valentine's Day. And I'm not really big on corporate holidays or corporate love, right? But at the same time, I thought, what a fun thing for me to do, being a single woman, to treat myself and to go and you know, uh, go on these suspension bridges with the red and the white and the pink lights. I'm sure there'll be some other colors, but how fun would that be? It's a trip a few hours, uh, you know, north to Vancouver. I'll stay either in, you know, a nice hotel, get a luxurious room for the night, or I'll stay in an adorable Airbnb and, you know, just really enjoy that. So find those little long weekend or weekend kind of trips that you can go to. Um, I also enjoy some classes. So doing a dance class, I really enjoy the Nia. Um, there's a lot of, you know, it's all women and, uh, doing that together is very freeing. It's very, it kind of gets me in, um, that kind of wild woman or into my dark feminine a little bit. I'm embracing all aspects of who I am, including my sexuality through dance, um, also, you know, workout classes can be fun. I do a lot of my workouts and my training in my home gym, um, in my garage gym, but it's also really nice to, to do that, you know, in a class kind of format, uh, maybe toss in some yoga or some hot yoga in a way that allows you to be around other people. Um, I think that hot yoga is a really beautiful way to Again, enjoy and embrace the winter season, slowing down a little bit. Um, I also enjoy finding opportunities to do live music, uh, sports. For me, I love hockey. I love, love, love hockey. So I usually go up once a month uh, to Seattle and um, watch some hockey. Maybe the theater, maybe the symphony. Um, I just went to the ballet and watched the Nutcracker with a friend. We did that for, um, you know, in December and that was really beautiful. And, you know, maybe it is the opera. I enjoy going to the opera maybe once a year and then also a museum. Uh, just the other day I was able to kind of in between work appointments, I was able to go up to. I believe it's Discovery Park in Seattle. And I went to the Asian Art Museum. Uh, so the you know, got to walk around there. But first I went into the conservatory. 
And it was just very beautiful, you know, being in this place with all the plants and, you know, it was also decorated for Christmas. And so it was just really beautiful. And uh, they also had an area where it was um, very dry because they did, um, you know, all the cacti and whatnot. And it was a little spontaneous thing, barely cost me anything. But it was, you know, an hour and a half, two hours of my day that was just enjoyable for me. Quiet, walking around, enjoying a museum. So plan some little things to look forward to. I always, like I said, I always plan a couple of trips up to the mountains. I usually go once a month to either do some snowshoeing, sometimes to go skiing. Um, but, you know, invite a few people. That can always be fun. You can always turn the trip into something kind of fun for the winter. I also think it's really important to give in to your desire or need to hibernate, to rest, to rejuvenate. So again, like I talked about with the creating the winter reading list, go to bed early, pee, book, light the candles, take a nap sometimes on days that you know you have off and you just need a little extra rejuvenation, a little extra rest. I'm also really big on spa days. Again, the red light is really wonderful and helpful, but for me, the sauna, the steam room, I do that with something called hydrotherapy. So there's the hot pool, the cold pool, kind of go back and forth between those, but then I'll also go, I'll sit in the, um, the sauna. Um, I'll take little breaks usually. I can usually stay in 10 to 15 minutes um, and then I'll go dip in the cold pool before I go back in the sauna. But if you accumulate 30 minutes a week in the dry sauna, you cut your cardiovascular risk in half. So all the things that could ail you in your 70s and 80s and 90s will be greatly reduced. And so the quality of your life will be greatly improved. Now, granted, I think that, you know, I've heard some studies where you can add like seven to 10 years to your life as well, if you're routinely going into the sauna, um, you know, uh, and accumulating 30 minutes a week. Obviously, you also have to, you know, eat well, exercise, you know, get enough sleep, do all those things. But I find that that is really helpful. And, you know, with the heat, the warmth, um, you know, sitting in the eucalyptus steam room as well, really helps with that seasonal depression, really helps me keep very balanced. And then also going between the hot and the cold. I also do that at home. So I'll take the hot shower, the hot bath, and then I'll do the cold, the cold shower. Um, that's very good for the body. Body kind of perks up a little bit. In addition to that, um, I forgot that I also take quite a few different supplements, uh, you know, mostly for my PCOS, but one of the things that I do as well is I take a supplement that is a, I believe it's a D3 and K2. And so getting that vitamin D, even as a supplement, right, can be very helpful and useful during the winter months. I also, you know, take I also take quite a few things for my PCOS, 
um, you know, to kind of regulate my blood glucose levels, which I think also really regulates um, our moods. One of the other things that I do as well is focusing in on other people, people who could use my time, my talent, my effort, my love, and do it for free. So for me, that could be volunteering. Um, I always enjoy, you know, making some uh, charitable contributions. But I think as well, it's just general kindness, especially in the times of the year when we slow down a little bit. I think we can also notice the needs of others. Sometimes it could be, again, taking a friend out for coffee who's going through something difficult. Again, it could be something like volunteering. Um, here in my town, we have a cold weather shelter. And I enjoy, uh, you know, doing some volunteering in that way to make sure that others have what they need as well. And for me, as someone who is fairly introverted, and really, I work all the time. Um, but I also really enjoy, you know, my own solitude, my own, uh, my time by myself. I think it's also really important that we don't just focus in on ourselves. That is important, but we also need to have kind of a counterbalance and counterweight to that. And there are lots of folks who are struggling in ways that I am not. So if I can help, if I can serve, if I can give, um, not to the point where I am dry and I don't have enough for myself, but to the point where I am helping someone else. To me, that also really helps me move through the winter months because I'm not thinking just so much about how cold or how rainy or how snowy or how icy it is. How dark it gets uh, so early because I'm also invested in what other people need. I also think it's really important to find those people just in general in life who have a very positive mindset, um, a very positive outlook on life. But I think it's also important to find a few of those people who actually really enjoy winter, who aren't just complaining about winter. And instead they are, you know, they, they kind of have a positive winter mindset, you know? Uh, sometimes I think it can be helpful to write down a few things that you actually really enjoy about winter. Like I love that I get to wear cozier things. Right now I'm wearing this um, lovely cozy sweater. I do have some leggings on. Um, I've got some, you know, this wonderful uh, tea next to me, and I've got candles lit, and the, the lighting is very ambient and whatnot. By the way, this tea that I got, it is called winter tea. Um, it's so the next thing I'll be talking about is treating yourself to some small winter luxuries. And one of the things that I did was I just purchased an organic small batch perfume. Uh, which is called Winter 24 from the company called Fern, F-F-E-R-N. And it comes from Somerset, England. 
it was so beautiful. And it was so beautiful to open. And I told my niece about it, that I was going to get this perfume and that it comes with a little tester before you break the seal on the perfume. And she, but, you know, I told her if she wanted the, um, the tester, she could have that. And so I just took it over to her tonight, but it comes with a couple little, uh, tea, um, tea bags and it's a neighboring company um, and they make it. And so uh, in Somerset, England, I believe. And so it has hibiscus flower, lemon balm, um, cassia bark, ginger root, rose petals, and rose hips. And it's just lovely. And it's this beautiful color. And, um, you know, I think it's really wonderful when we, you know, just, just kind of savor and enjoy, you know, our our life, our time, whatever. But also, you know, again, having that really positive mindset, writing down a few things that you really enjoy about winter. And again, some of the things for me is the coziness. Um, before I started this podcast episode, I took a flashlight with me and I bundled up a bit, um, but I went out for a nice walk and it was cold. But I made sure that I had, you know, the right gloves on and, you know, they had the right kind of coat on. And again, those wool socks uh, that I like so much. Um, now I'm enjoying the the quiet coziness. It's not even that late. Um, but, you know, creating again that that morning, that evening routine that really that really allows you to be very rested and rejuvenated for the future for, you know, um, things as, as they start, uh, getting a lot busier, the spring, the summer, the fall. And, you know, one of the things that I find really interesting as well about embracing the season, um, is I read a book a few years ago by Ryan Holiday and he wrote, Ego is the enemy, the obstacle is the way, by the way, if you need some mindset shifts, both of those books will be very good for you. Um, they, anytime that I'm kind of like, meh, you know, like just kind of getting a little negative, I'm like, obstacle is the way, you know, um, my ego is the enemy. And I really appreciate that kind of mindset shift. But he also wrote a book called Stillness is the Key. And the, in, again, embracing solitude, embracing stillness, embracing this inner winter that we're in, I think is so vital and important. And he wrote about, um, you know, multiple different people in this book, but one of the examples that really stuck out for me, because I'm a very big Winston Churchill fan, by the way, if you're looking for a good book, The Splendid and the Vile, oh my gosh, so phenomenal. I love reading a lot on World War II as well. My grandfather and grandmother used to tell me um, quite a few stories, uh, you know, about their time during uh, the war and whatnot. And, you know, just the the kind of differences in, in life. And um, it's always interesting to me because one of my other favorite people is uh, George Marshall. Uh, General George Marshall, and of course he created the Marshall Plan, which reconstructed Europe after the war. Uh, but very selfless kind of person. And um, actually, I was up, or I was in uh, Vancouver, Washington, up on what's called Officers Row, and uh, there's the Marshall House there that was built in like I don't know the 1850s or something. But the Marshall stayed there in the early 1900s, 19 teens, something like that. And um, it was fascinating to me that 
no one really had a plan. They were trying things. Um, you know, they're, they, they weren't really working all that well together. Anyway, um, in this book, Stillness is the Key, Ryan Holiday talks about how Winston Churchill had these, these very kind of quiet activities that he would do. So he would paint, but he was also a bricklayer, building stuff, I think, on his property, whatnot, that monotonous, repetitive kind of thing uh, was very helpful for him because he was you know, kicked out of parliament, whatnot. And he spent about 10 years before World War II not doing a whole lot. He wrote a whole, like, I mean, I, I think it was like a million pages or something. Like the amount of the amount of uh, not only correspondence, but, you know, just writing that he did. And it was because he didn't really have anything else to do at that time. But that allowed him, even later in life, you know, because he was quite a bit older when, of course, the war started, he had the stamina, he had the strength, the energy, because he had been keeping his mind sharp, but he had also been going through this kind of winter phase. And finding stillness, finding peace, calm, quiet, spots of light and joy and brightness and love, I think is so essential in order for us to step up to the plate, step up uh, to the next season, to that next thing in our life that we need. And one of the ways that we do that, of course, is through that positive mindset. So write down a few things. What do I actually like about winter? What are a couple of things I want to get done this winter? Maybe it's a few indoor house projects. Um, maybe it is, you know, again, some, some closeness with your friends. Pick a couple of those friends who have a good winter mindset and will help kind of improve your mindset as well. Find it as a time to, um, you know, maybe do more writing more reading, more uh, connection and closeness as well, not only with yourself, but with those kind of key people in your life. One of the things that I also do, again, I just shared about the perfume that I bought. Um, I really enjoy being kind of in connection and closeness with my feminine by also again, the seasonal living, but also treating myself to some different kinds of luxuries. Little things. Um, for my parents this year, I got them a couple of little cashmere items uh, for Christmas. And again, like I was talking about with that quilt, that white quilt that I've got on my bed from Quince, um, I found some really beautiful little items there. Um, I got myself a little black beret. Uh, you know, it's it's cashmere, it's warm, it's cute. Um, but I got my mom this little cashmere kind of shawl. Uh, and, you know, just kind of a little wrap and whatnot. And again, little cozy things, little cozy items. So whether it's that, um, you know, super soft scarf. Uh, again, I went and bought some like really lovely candles that I like that smell kind of wintry. Um, you know, whether it's, you know, getting some of that, um, body butter that you like, 
uh, to keep your skin really hydrated after a hot bath or something. Uh, you know, consider again keeping your uh, allowing your house to smell really beautiful with uh, some different essential oils. I've got a whole little winter set that I've got, and a fall set, and I kind of mix the two because you know those those scents are so so beautiful, and it really kind of the aromatherapy really kind of keeps me in. I guess uh, it keeps me in a better mood to some degree. Um, when my home is lovely, it's cozy, it's warm, it's wonderful. Uh, I just uh, did, um, last night I made some cockavin and it was really beautiful. Like it was so fun to, you know, cook the chicken and to, you know, do the, um, I did cauliflower and uh, carrots because I had some cauliflower that needed to be used, but I also made it a slightly creamier sauce. Oh, I put uh, mushrooms in it. And, you know, I used the herbs that I was growing and a little bit of white wine. And um, I made it a little bit creamy with some coconut milk because I can't do um, cow's milk. But, you know, that's a little luxury that I treat myself to. Just these little beautiful things, these little beautiful moments, I personally think is, is really lovely. Um, another thing as well, along with hot water, uh, you know, again, doing the spa, doing something like that. I, I think that that can really shift your mood a lot. I also think that fire um, is a really beautiful thing too. So maybe you can um, either go to, you know, here in the Pacific Northwest, we have a lot of restaurants that have, will have an outdoor like fire pit. If you don't have one at your house or if you live in a big city or something like that, but maybe being able to find that space where you can go with some of your friends and, uh, you know, do something kind of fun and, um, you know, enjoy winter, but also you know, uh, be a little bit outdoors, uh, you know, have that snuggly blanket, whatnot, but be near that fire. Um, it's interesting because when I lived in Zambia, um, the northernmost part of Southern Africa, uh, I lived there for almost three years. I was a Peace Corps volunteer. Um, and obviously it did not get cold. Well, okay. It got cold. It felt cold during cold season because I was living in a mud hut, but I will say that it was not cold like winter here. Um, for me, you know, sitting out by the fire, I love kind of recreating that. There's something about that. And not that you do have to consume any alcohol, but for me, you know, either wine, uh, champagne can be fun, um, even a, a mold wine, um, kind of a, a spiced wine and whatnot, or as well, um, a little bit of, I'm a very big fan of um, scotch, whiskey, uh, bourbon, that kind of thing. Just a little bit uh, can be very nice as well. Um, I think taking time to, again, do your workout, but also take quite a bit of time to do some stretching, some yoga. I think adding that to your routine can be very uh, good for your mind and really kind of put you in a good place. Uh, for me as well, meditation has been a really positive, um, a really positive experience. Really helps me embrace winter um, because my mind isn't quite so all over the place. It 
I, I've had a moment to really, um, to really enjoy, to really spend a little bit of time just letting things go in my mind. And I actually looked up some of my stats the other day. Um, I use the Calm app. And so, um, you know, I, I've probably been doing this for years now, um, probably six or seven years. But I, I looked it up and the total sessions are 2,456 and um, 461 hours and 31 minutes. So, you know, sometimes I'll meditate more than once a day. Uh, you don't have to use the Calm app. I will use it in the morning usually, sometimes in the evening, but sometimes during the day, I'll just do a little box breathing. And it kind of brings me back to my center and it kind of um, helps me feel very appreciative, very grounded throughout the day. A little bit more mindful of what I'm eating. Uh, you know, do I have a routine that I actually really like? That can be really important for me as well. Um, a couple of other things, staying really hydrated, I think is really important. I actually consume more water, more tea in the winter months than I do even in the summer. And I drink a lot in the summer. Uh, so for me, that's a really important thing. Um, as well, again, I talk quite a bit about updating that skincare routine, uh, another way to stay really hydrated. I think it can also be really fun to put the phone down, ignore the phone for a little while, uh, turn on some really nice music. Um, I personally like very, I guess, very instrumental music. And then I have invited a couple of friends over recently uh, to kind of do a kind of an evening dinner, something that I cook, something in my place that, uh, you know, allows me to not just hibernate, right? But also really connect with people that, you know, we're really busy in the summer and in the fall. And um, it's, it's it can be a really wonderful time to, I would say, to uh, connect with those people, to connect with people that you haven't seen in a while. And especially after you've kind of restyled your home and your wardrobe and those kinds of things, um, I think that, uh, you know, having that space where you can entertain a little bit too, I think is is really nice. And um, that really creates a deep environment of joy in a time that can be a bit dark, um, you know, a bit kind of detached from you know, just all of the warmth of the sun of the summer. So again, really rethinking winter, really looking at it as a time of nourishment, of replenishment, um, of slowing down, taking care of yourself, uh, particularly your body, prioritizing your well-being, living in a way that's sustainable, um, you know, making sure that you're very connected to nature, replenishing and nourishing yourself. Um, I think that these are really very important things because, you know, it's almost, I think that we very much need winter. I think that we very much need that time to appreciate, protect, and honor the things that we sometimes take for granted when we're incredibly busy. Um, I find it really interesting in the United States. I was actually just having a conversation over lunch today with a friend, and she was saying, 
you know, the kind of commercialization of particularly Christmas here in the United States uh, can be very difficult. And neither one of us have children uh, right now or yet. And I said, well, you know, but the thing is, we don't actually have to do that. This doesn't have to be a frantic time. This can be a time of creating memories. Uh, you know, again, deep rest, uh, connection to ourselves, to others. Um, because I think it's really important to realize that there's nothing more important in life, in our life, than the care of our own sacred vessel, the care of our body, the care of our heart, our mind, our soul. Um, and so I think that winter is a really great time to kind of ask ourselves, you know, what is our body yearning for? What do we really need out of life? Um, and, and I also think that, you know, that inner winter, you know, after we've done the rest and whatnot, if we think about things in terms of the fertile soil, um, you know, and this, this, the more time that we, or when we allow the soil to, in the fields to be fallow, there is a much deeper potency of the soil. They're going to be able to produce again, right? The different kinds of crops and things that we need. If there isn't the, you know, that kind of time of winter, then the crop, the yield, the harvest, it's never going to be quite as good. Now, obviously, we want to, you know, replenish again that soil. Um, but I think that embracing this inner winter, this fertile void. It also means really embracing kind of the the potency and the secret beginnings, because everything starts in in the darkness. Everything starts in, you know. So if you think of the baby in the womb, it's in darkness. If you think of the seed in the soil, it's in darkness until it gets the nourishment that it needs. So I think that. This time of winter is a time when we're really being called to have patience, to enter a state of deep rest, repair, regeneration, and acceptance. Um, you know, sometimes we need that time to kind of metaphorically die, right? Uh, to let go. Um, you know, this could be uh, the death of uh, the self that, that once was those parts of us. It's a really good time to reflect, to look back. And, you know, I think it's also really important to allow certain things in our lives to end or once really important. And I think if we're also taking this time, that kind of deep uh, nurturance of ourselves, and if we're really, yes, doing things that are fun, that are interesting, and that are enjoyable to make it so that winter isn't so long, so dark, so awful, right? But I think as well, if we are also looking at things from the space of what's the next kind of transformation that I need to go through? Um, what kind of areas of my life do I want to keep improving? What kind of wounds and trauma do I still want to heal? And I think that the ending of things allows for this new beginning letting go of some of the things from the past, the old things, 
Uh, We can't know what's possible, what's next, unless we really embrace the change of the season. And I think as well, um, you know, it's important to really understand that winter is a phase of initiation, renewal, and rebirth. So we could be going through a period of inner winter, even if it's not winter time, but especially in the winter, to really kind of embrace that. Um, you know, we, we're going underground, we're coming to a standstill, we're allowing ourselves to rest and recover. And what's really interesting to me is most people don't understand that this is one of the most important parts of our growth. We have to surrender to it. Um, and that can be very difficult. But, you know, having those nights in, having that time where we are, you know, connecting back to ourselves, spending time outside in nature, uh, doing some things, having some habits, you know, choosing that winter wardrobe, being a child, playing, creating that coziness within our homes. This really allows us to embrace that growth in this really kind of safe place. Uh, Still having things that we look forward to, still going out and doing a few things, maybe over a long weekend or a weekend, Um, but really giving in to that rest and that rejuvenation, uh, that hibernation that we really need to repair, to heal, to grow, to be ready for the next phase of our lives. Um, So again, you know, I think it's really also important that we reflect and that we say, what can I let go of? What, in what ways can I surrender? Um, in what ways do I need to plan the following year? Uh, what things went well? What things didn't go well? What about me personally? What things am I still working through? So again, I think that instead of seeing winter as a really negative thing, we can really embrace winter. Um, we can embrace our feminine. We can embrace different kinds of rituals that we go through. And really embrace this kind of seasonal living. So if you are interested in moving forward, uh, either on your self-healing journey or your feminine journey, um, I do have a couple of offerings for you. And the first is the uh, Create Love Freedom Members Club. I talked a little bit about it earlier. Uh, This is a community of women where we believe that we are our own best self-healers. And we are really working on diving deep into who we are. So each month I put out a new, what I call masterclass or self-healing topic. And so for the month of January, we are looking at the fear of failure. And we've looked at a lot of other psychological topics in the past, and we really have um, taken a deep dive. That's what the members club and the master classes are for, um, is to really go into these uh, different areas, um, places of healing. And in each one of the master classes, there's a series of videos, as well as workbook pages for you to go through, to go deeper with yourself, to heal Uh, some of the wounds and the trauma that you have. And um, you can also um, chat with me. There is a portion where you can send me messages and ask questions and do different things as well. 
And I also have a live call in our members club each month. Um, I've also started a book club. So that's kind of fun too. Uh, one of the books that we just did was actually a um, book that was a, uh, one of the women in the members club said, hey, I'm reading this one. I said, oh, I haven't read that one yet. Let's it. Let's do it. This sounds great. Um, the other offerings that I have, I have a free quiz right now, which is the feminine reclaiming process. So where are you in your feminine reclaiming process? It's a free quiz. You'll get your immediate results. Um, and then I also have released a course. Uh, it is the feminine reclaiming course. And um, I so if you came out as the wounded or the distorted feminine, uh, both of those are available to you. You can uh, click on uh, the link here in the um, in the show notes, or you can also go to at Create Love Freedom on Instagram uh, and uh, sign up using the link in my bio. Same thing with the members club. You can uh, go down below here in the show notes and uh, click on the link there, or you can also go to the link in my Instagram bio. And um, soon I will have the awakened feminine and the divine feminine as well, where you can continue to to grow and move into those spaces. Um, and yeah, that's those are the things that I've got going on so far. Um, just a couple of things to look forward to. I'm going to be releasing a new quiz probably probably by the spring, maybe a little sooner. Um, and the new free quiz will be on the dark feminine. So we're going to look at both the light and the dark feminine um, aspects and um, sides to ourselves because we need both in order to be really very healthy feminine women to have access to both our healthy inner or our healthy feminine core and our healthy inner masculine. And um, then eventually I will also be offering a course on that later in 2024. So very excited for those things coming up. Uh, I hope that this episode was helpful for you. If you would like to reach out to me, uh, my email is createlovefreedom at gmail.com. And I would love to hear your story. Until next time.